0: Hey everyone. Welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome. So glad to have you. Part of your learning, becoming a hygienist, you'll have to take nutrition. And nutrition is really essential information for you to know and really become familiar with. All the different components of our patients involve the use of nutritional information in order to help them manage disease and remain healthy. We are skilled to provide nutritional counseling for our patients, but our patients lean on us to really help understand the digestive processes and how what they eat when they eat and how they eat impacts periodontal disease and their caries risk. So in this episode, we're just going to talk about the essentials of nutrition, what you need to know and understand for your board exams, and how that all ties together in the name of patient care and really having a comprehensive understanding of nutrition and the patients that we serve and what their needs are. So listen on up. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying! What I really liked about taking nutrition as a dental hygiene student was that the first person that I had to do nutritional counseling on was myself. I did a three-day food diary and really got to understand or increase my level of awareness of the types of foods that I was eating, how often I was eating, and what I was eating, and how that impacted or played a role in not only my well being as a whole, but my dentition. How did that impact my caries risk or the health of my periodontium? And so it was really kind of cool, right? Taking that information about myself and learning all of the different parts of how nutrition plays a key role in some of these essential things. But then really thinking about how that was going to impact my patients, and how I could use that information to do that same stuff with my patient, and really learn a little bit more about my patients outside of the fillings that they had, the probe depths that they had, and what their gingival looked like, and almost becoming a detective to connect the dots between the decisions that my patients made on a daily basis, right? We eat every day, and how that presented itself in the clinical setting with some of my assessment findings. So I really got involved when I took nutrition, I really got involved in finally connecting the dots on some of the things that we do as providers really help our patients manage the disease process. So as a hygienist, you'll need to know all the nutrients, right? There's six classes of nutrients and all nutrients are are substances that are provided from food, and they're used by the body to help us repair, to grow, and to maintain our health. We have vitamins, minerals, water, carbohydrates, lipids, and proteins. Those are our six nutrients that we use. And as a hygiene student, you have to learn these different six groups in order to really, number one, understand how you are going to work with every patient that you serve. And number two, answer those really challenging case study and board questions that come your way. And I'm hoping that I can give you a clear and concise understanding in this episode about vitamins and minerals so that you can easily remember them and have uh, an understanding of how they play a role in how your patients present when you're doing an assessment. Starting with vitamins, there's two main types of vitamins. We have fat-soluble vitamins and water-soluble vitamins. Now, the fat-soluble vitamins are able to be absorbed in fat, and they include vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin D, and vitamin E. And these vitamins can be stored in both the liver and the fatty tissue of the body. So here's a little rhyme that helped me when I was in hygiene school to help you remember which vitamins are the fat-soluble vitamins. So DAKE rhymes with cake. Which you eat too much cake, it will make you fat. Those are the fat-soluble vitamins, D-A-K-E, DAKE. Those are your four fat-soluble vitamins that can be stored in the liver and fatty tissue. So if you eat too much cake, you'll get fat. Fat Fat-soluble vitamins are D-A-K-E. Now the functions of each of these vitamins, starting with D, it helps with bone health, and with calcium and phosphorus. And it functions to assist with a strong system, vitamin system, to help the body absorb calcium, which we know is essential in all the function of the body. A deficiency of vitamin D would present itself as rickets. Vitamin A helps us with vision, bone health, and proper immune function. A deficiency in vitamin A would be night blindness and the stunting of bone growth. Vitamin K helps with blood coagulation, bone health. A deficiency in vitamin K would result in hemorrhaging. Vitamin E functions as an antioxidant and stimulates the immune system, an important function related to periodontal disease. So DAKE, D-A-K-E, are the fat-soluble vitamins. Consider how each of these fat-soluble vitamins function in the body. As a dental hygienist, how do each of these vitamins contribute to the health of your patient? Think about the immune system and periodontal disease. These vitamins each play a role in immune system support and function. So where do we get these vitamins? So sources of vitamin D come from fatty fish, the sun, and fortified foods. Sources of vitamin A come from the retinols from animals, dairy products, yellow and orange veggies, and fruits. Sources of vitamin D come from green leafy vegetables, soybean oil, and canola oil. Sources of vitamin E come from veggies and seed oils, as well as green leafy vegetables. Next, let's talk about water-soluble vitamins. These are the vitamins that can be absorbed in water. These vitamins help to provide the body with energy. It includes all the B vitamins and vitamin C, also known as ascorbic acid. So sometimes students have a hard time learning the B vitamins. I don't have a real acronym or technical way or song or anything to remember the B vitamins yet, But I'm just going to run through them for you so that you know what each of the vitamin Bs do and are. I'm just going to run through them so that you know what each one of them are. And I did scour the internet looking for a rhyme or some way to remember them. I haven't found anything yet. So if you find something, please let me know. Vitamin B1 is thiamine. And its main function is for nerve function and energy metabolism. We get thiamin from pork, lentils, and cantaloupe. It helps with catabolism of sugars and amino acids. B2 is riboflavin. We get riboflavin from eggs, green veggies, and meat. Riboflavin helps with oxidation and reduction reactions. It's a coenzyme. Vitamin B3 is niacin and we get niacin from things like tuna, lentils, and coffee. It helps with carbohydrate and protein metabolism, and it's a coenzyme. Vitamin B5, pantothetic acid, we get this from sunflower seeds, fish, and avocados, and it helps with energy metabolism and is also a coenzyme. Vitamin B6, pyridoxine, We get pyridoxine from turkey, salmon, bananas, pistachios, and beans. It helps with protein and carbohydrate metabolism and supports heart and eye health. Vitamin B7, biotin. We get biotin from wheat, bread, raspberries, and cheese. Vitamin B7 helps with metabolism of protein, carbohydrates, amino acids, and is a coenzyme. Vitamin B9, folic acid, we get folic acid from fruits, nuts, beans, eggs, and dairy. And it helps with the formation and repair of DNA and is very important in rapid cell division. And this is necessary for growth. It helps form red blood cells. Vitamin B12, cyanocobalamin, we get cyanocobalamin from animals, eggs, eggs, clams and crabs. Vitamin B12 helps with metabolism of all the cells in the body and DNA synthesis. This is where our energy comes from. A deficiency of vitamin B12 would be pernicious anemia. A deficiency from vitamin B3 niacin causes the four Ds, dementia, diarrhea, dermatitis and death. So it's really important that you have the right vitamins in your diet. Vitamin C, ascorbic acid, we obtain vitamin C from things like fruits and fortified foods. It provides synthesis of connective tissue and it is considered an antioxidant. A deficiency associated with vitamin C would be scurvy. Now the B-complex vitamins are obtained from the diet. And they are involved with many of the metabolic processes at the cellular level within the body. B complex vitamins aid in the breakdown of carbohydrates, sugars, and proteins in order to convert food into energy. It supports the nervous system health and provides nourishment to the body. Minerals are essential to health and help assist to regulate the bodily functions. Minerals like calcium, phosphorus, sodium, potassium, sulfur, magnesium, chloride, and iron. Those are the essential minerals. There's also trace and ultra trace minerals outside of the ones I just listed. Now, calcium is used in every major system of the body, the structure of the teeth, blood clotting, nerve conduction, and as I said earlier, a deficiency associated with calcium can be associated with rickets. Now, what other thing causes a deficiency, causes rickets? Vitamin D. So vitamin D or a lack of calcium can cause rickets. Phosphorus is important for healthy teeth and bones, and it's found in every cell of the body. Phosphorus helps with nerve function and muscle contraction. Sodium helps with fluid balance, right? The salt, the conduction of nerve impulses. It helps counteract the potassium and supports nerve transmission. It also assists with muscle contractions. Potassium functions to assist with muscle contraction and helps regulate blood pressure and heart rhythm. It also works with fluid balance and nerve transmission magnesium reduces blood cholesterol it forms hard tooth enamel and helps fight decay it assists with regulating the body temperature nerve function immune system health and it also helps with the synthesis of dna and enzymatic reactions chloride works with the sodium to help balance the fluid in the body It assists with digestion and it helps produce stomach acid to maintain the correct pH level. And the last one, the last mineral we'll talk about is iron. And iron helps to form hemoglobin and helps prevent anemia. So we have covered some of the nutrients, some of the important minerals and vitamins that are necessary for body function. In the next episode, we are going to cover carbohydrates, lipids, and proteins, And this will give you a really nice baseline of all of the components, the broad components of nutrition that you will need to be successful in working with your patients. Make sure to tune in. I would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered. Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much.